BGM Select Critical Hits. I'm your host Michael Ludwood and that first track there which introduced the show was from Nia, The Hills of Radiant Winds. Nia is a game I've come to very recently and its soundtrack is really up there with the best I'd say. So this song came from um, Keichi Akabe, uh, Kekuru Ishihama and Keigo Hawashi, uh, along with Takafumi Nishimura from uh, the developers Kavia. So the vocals were actually provided by vocalist Emmy Evans. But yeah, Near Near is an absolutely fantastic sounding game, brought to light essentially from listening to the Near Automata soundtrack, which really pushed me to go back and and play the original Near. Really, uh, there's there's an entire soundtrack out there. This was just the tip of the iceberg in terms of, of what that game has. So go forth and, and seek that out. But until then, the next track is going to come from a slightly less known entry in Capcom's famous Turnabout series.
Okay, so this track was from Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, uh, known to some as Objection 2007, and I think more officially known as A New Chapter of Trials. So this track came from Toshihiko Hariyama, aka Kiri. He's a well-known Capcom composer, having worked on a huge number of Mega Man uh, games, including Mega Man X, and also dabbled a little in the Onimusha soundtracks. But again, Apollo, Apollo Justice, the entire Ace Attorney series as a whole. Um, this this actual track was remixed in the next instalment, the first 3DS instalment of Ace Attorney, being uh, Dual Destinies, I believe. However, I just like the sound of this one a little more. Now, to change something a little different, I know we don't feature enough non-Japanese songs on the on the show, but uh, maybe this one will be a treat.
So it comes as no surprise that Max Payne 3 has a great soundtrack. Running theme is that I really need to get more one-off songs instead of songs from albums which are absolute perfection. This track here was Painkillers. I think there might only be one song on that entire soundtrack which isn't from um, the American rock band Health. That's a rock band itself that I'm not necessarily very familiar with. I actually believe they were Scottish for some time. But um, according to a lot of people that I follow on Twitter, they uh, they continue to make, make good albums to today. Um, so to get back into the vibe of my usual kind of groove, this is a song that came from back when I had a, a Sega Dreamcast, a long time back. First connecting to the internet to play a little bit of Choo Choo Rocket, but moving over to... Uh, some of the more mainstays like Quake and, um, well, Fancy Star Online. Fancy Star Online has tremendous music. Uh, hopefully, although I've not played the sequel, hopefully they do pull over a lot of those great tracks into that sequel. But for now, enjoy this. The Fantasy Star Online music being uh, the track Pioneer 2. This came from the artist Hideaki Kobayashi, who may well be known for a long line of Sonic titles, quite frequently spin-off games, but 
He also also featured as a as one of the main artists on um, Yakuza Four. Oddly enough, very much stuck to Sega along the ways. But I'm hoping at some point that when I do finally get to play Fantasy Star Online Two, I should get to see whether maybe he contributed a lot more there. Um, so that's the kind of great music um, Japan was putting out back in the what late 90s into the early 2000s but uh it makes you wonder what exactly they're doing today and um this next track will show you exactly what Putting some kind of timestamp on the show isn't an ambition of mine. However, quite recently this game was released. Um, I actually picked it up a couple of days early, luckily, due to possibly a shipping error. I'm not 100% sure. But this was a track from Persona 5, the victory track. So your your typical um, after-battle theme song. Now, this is a Persona track, obviously, so... It comes as no surprise that it comes from Shoji Magoro. He's been involved with the Persona series pretty much back to the original, which I think might have actually been his debut. But Shoji Magoro himself has actually also been a a good part of the music to other other great great soundtracks, such as the Trauma Center series, including one game I was fortunate enough to get from um, fellow Bit Effect podcaster Dave. Being a, a trauma team. Thank you, Dave. I'm not sure why I've placed this here, but yeah, there's a Persona 5 has some very great tracks. I wouldn't be surprised to see more appear in the future. To roll it back again, let's delve back into Japan even earlier, possibly the earliest yet on this podcast, to The Secret of Mana. So, The Secret of Mana. It comes as no surprise to know it's quite highly regarded as one of the best uh, video game soundtracks ever made. Um, I think it might have been John Romero of uh, of Doom fame who, who who shouted about this quite a good time back. But according to a uh, to journalist, I, I still remember seeing it and thinking, for a guy who made such a such a big game as Doom, it's such a surprise to know he's a uh, you know rooting for. That kind of music, but um, my my choice is probably a little a little left of, of the usual choices. Um, but it's a catchy song, so I I enjoy this. See what you think of it.
and that is the colour of the summer sky from the Secret of Mana and composed by a Hiroki Kikuta something of a wandering soul in the video game universe having a kind of strange presence of, of flipping backwards and forwards between games, anime and even going as far as I believe being quite a quite a driving force on something that might have been his own design in Kudelka. However, I'm no expert on this, so let's move on to a even more popular uh, composer in the video game world. Uh, someone well known for his Zelda series work, although he dates back so far to such vivid tunes that you'd even be surprised he did this. But um, here we go. So any composer that can really say debuted with Punch Out has to have an otherworldly presence in the in in the video game music world. So this track was the overworld theme from Super Mario Bros. 3 from Koji Kondo, no less. So this track came roughly about five years after his debut with uh, Nintendo. And it it's always seemed like he's just been warming up. I mean to to this date, he's probably been one of the most consistent artists, if not the most successful of, of Nintendo's history. I'm not sure if he's taking more of a backseat at Nintendo these days, but it's going to be hard to find a replacement should, uh, should Koji decide to bow out at any point in the future. There do, however, appear to be many already supposedly matured composers continuing to mature, in new ventures such as uh, Basisscape, um, a long-time collaborator with uh, Vanillaware. These guys have been involved with uh, Vanillaware since their inception and are formed by previous composers from a wide range of Japanese classics, most predominantly in the strategy RPG genre. So, enjoy this track from Base Escape. I am quite certain you will, as I have.
bringing a slightly more mayhem filled version of what what sounds on paper similar to the Akami style of soundtrack this was from uh, the game Mur- Muramasa the Demon Blade and that track was actually called Dim Twilight A there's also a, a Dim Twilight B which is a sort of kind of an alternate version the actual game itself being uh, you know in in the whole vein of Odin's Sphere Dragon's Crown side scrolling beat em up that you know, Vanillaware was born of with games such as uh, Dungeons Dragons Capcom games. So this came from Masaharu Iwata, just one of the founding members of this uh, base escape. Looking back at their history, they've actually been involved in in games going going back to you know the the Ogre Battle series, uh, even Treasure Hunter G, which seemed like a bit of a hidden gem back in the day. Although I've not really heard much of it these days. And yeah, I believe their crowning glory was more uh, Final Fantasy XII. You'd be surprised to think that it'd, it'd be Final Fantasy Tactics, but it seems Final Fantasy XII was, was actually the one that they seemed most synonymous with. So they've been working am- amongst Vanillaware with a base escape, and they just continue to go from strength to strength. Well, the next songs that they're going to be releasing are going to be with a 13 Sentinels, I'm guessing, the, the Aegis Rim. It's already on the horizon. There's a there's a trailer out there, and I really can't can't see them stopping. And that really does seem like a a promising prospect too. At that point, I'm gonna have to put the steam on a little as we proceed to what's gonna be the final track of the show. As usual, you can find me here at BGM Select Crickle Hits. You'll be able to find the rest of the guys along for myself over at the Bit Effect. Um, where we cover a topic every other two weeks and in between we do a retro rewind covering games from the games from the past. Dave also has his Operation Sequel where you'll find he's been covering the Zelda and Final Fantasy games all of which are really good to listen to. I really enjoyed the Link to the Past episode recently and you can catch us all over at uh, Twitter, possibly Facebook, not 100% sure. <laughs> but just Google us, you'll find us at the bit effect. Anyway, moving on to the final track. The final track is one I've held in high regard for a, a very long time. This is from a disc that I actually thought was a bit more rare than it is. It turns out you can actually buy this disc now for around about £40, oddly enough. So it's not exactly goldmine stuff. But the Kojima Black Disc has always been full of just really, really polished versions of what were already uh, Sublime Songs. The track in question is possibly one of my most played YouTube tracks ever. Uh, In fact, every time I check up my history, it always suggests it to listen again. Uh, You know what? Sometimes I do have those seven minutes spare, and I do go for it. So, without further ado, I'd like to present Old LA 2014 from the Konami Kukea Club. Enjoy, and goodbye. 